a Roman death by Joan O. Hagen. Excerpt one, PP one thirty-eight to what to nine. At dawn, Marcus Scaurus has woken up his head slave with such urgency that Scaurus struggled up. Domini, a man's voice is husky with fear. Young master, come quickly. What's that? What, master? A man wrung his hands. Master, he is dead, dead, in his sleep. Was he still streaming, dreaming? Scaurus wondered. But the flickering lamp, the glossy, glossy face of the man, the cold marble dolphins on the black and white of the floor, underfoot the pale oblong of the dawn sky from the half-shattered window, these were reality. Dragging his bad foot, he lumbered over the slave. Lucas was lying twisted in his bed with half-closed eyes, one open palm upturned as though seeking help. Get the doctor quickly. Get Mooka. She knows where to find him. But Mooka, you fool. I mean, Papagara. She knows. I already summoned the doctor, Domini. The slave trembled with fright. Scurrius knelt down and felt the boy's pulse, put his head down to his, his heart, and hard, long sobs shook him. He sat up on the bed and called Lucius, hand, head in his arms, groaning with horror. Finally, he sat, he sat himself down and shouted like a madman for the doctor, for anyone, for any reason, for his boy, too, or, but he could not be. Slaves ran to and fro, achieving little, until finally the doctor arrived, a clever old Greek who had attended the family for years. He examined Lucas carefully and shook his head. There's nothing to be done for him now, he said to Marcus Scarius. I fear poison. Except two, PP one eight four to seven. Oh judges, I tell you that this woman, intelligent, willful, and passionate, is far from being a conventional and trustworthy matron. She appears to the world. I already underlined her implacable position to her husband's wishes, not for her to conform. Oh no, nor in other ways does she conform. No, for Halivia, her devotion to her household gods, not for her religious observance. That is the duty of women, the strength of our society. I'll get all to tell you, you, gentlemen, that Havela is a devotee of that Egyptian goddess, that Arises, whose worship is far so many times been banned from our city, was forbidden, indeed, as recently as four years ago. Yavakot paused glancing at the judges, stinging out, the ominous Polilius in particular. You remember how one of your, mem- your numbers, when Consul, once tore off his toga and drove an axe for the temple doors to set an example to a workman who told, had been told to admonish the eyes of the Everyone will applaud such an example, who is true Roman and faithful to the gods who protect our state. The speaker could not ignore the waves of muted protest rising from the angry spectators now, so many of whom are humble folk, none of the judges, all coming from the comfortably enshrined noble knightly class, are held such worship. All the same, he was on delicate ground. 
Caesar was in power and Caesar had reinstated Irises. The imported worship that deals not in solemn rites owned by traditional guards, but in mysteries and frenzies incited visitors rumbled ominously. Why would a lady of Henley's class and background have recourse to such practices? I do not ask you what can ha- what can happen in the temple of Ilinacan, I- I- Isis, gentlemen. He went on ironically. I do not care to ask you, nor judges, would you particularly wish to know? But we know that in our town, other towns and shrines, the goddess are generally not far from the brothels. We contend to remain in ignorance of those who give their devotion to bulls and monkeys, reptiles and birds of all sorts, and Misha calls, calls deadly, his face a study in lofty distaste. Those who said to indulge in practices erotic or magical have any result. His highest worship to magic is a lay alien to women of her stasis. Who can trust a woman who covertly enlists the powers, the forces of darkness and evil? She de- who does so is clearly capable of any deed, but there is not all. But that is not all. Melissa paused again. As we all know, the great bulwark of our community is its natural strength is the family, by reason of its natural and human ties. As we all know, the greatest merit of all for the family is the unit of man and woman for the procreation of children. I do not argue that Hedever has not a de- was not a devoted mother, another falls. Basilia looked around for absolute quiet now and waited till he got it. I do not argue that Laetis, I owe only for Hedever, was as well too devoted a sister. This woman married to the honest Fidelius. It's almost twenty years now, since she's fifteen years old, has long has her long for a most devoted relationship with her brother, with her brother Senior, the poet, who is now also tribune. I regret, however, that the most unnatural relationship as well. I speak, gentlemen, of incestuous relationship. A long collective sigh rose from the audience. This was better than any theatre, however, sat as it turned. If turned to, Helena sat if turned to stone, a mature beauty etched in the band of light that fell on the bench. A gust, Phileas rose to her feet, rose to his feet, but that was motioned down to, by Sirio. This relationship may have been suspect, suspected by a few, but it was well hidden by the sisters' pair. As now, as you know, slaves cannot testify against their masters. Except for instance, in one instance, in the case of incest. Excerpt three, page one nine six to eight. When was that? When there was supposed to be some mumbo jumbo of magic and a husband shouting at his wife. He, we were never known, shown the mumbo jumbo. Are we to believe, gentlemen, that a woman of refinement and education, the sister of an honoured poet, would have descended into? making spells to dealing in dead animals, not a shred of proof backs up this assertion. And again, gentlemen, Sarah laughed with great gentle depreciation. Who amongst us has not shouted his wife, his wife, 
Is a wife who provokes her husband to shut her, thereby prove to have murderous intentions? No, the usual disagreements between husband and wife cannot be blown up into an indication of her moral de- delinquency. Suggested enough to see the absurdity. Gentlemen, have you ever been seen pictured in still water, pool of water, the defined formation of the hills and sky surrounding it? How permanent such a picture looks, yet interrupt the pool only slightly, question the durability of the picture with a tossed pebble, and the whole picture breaks up and disappears. In the same way, my few gentle questions toss the prosecution picture of motives bring the same result, the picture disappears. Moomer's appreciation of this verbal deafness could be heard from the audience, which by now had so increased that people, that people were standing far down the eve. Fortunately, no other trials were being held in Bas- Basilia at the time, so the speaker was clearly audible. And now the opportunity, Syria continued in the same conversational tone. Yes, it seems to have the Havelia had the opportunity to prosecution right. Observed, she, as hostess, was continually moving among her guests. She must have been within the reach of Lucas Carius a number of times. So I suppose must a number of her guests also. Impossible, of course, that one of those could have harboured a grudge against an unfortunate young man. Oh, that one of the slaves could have been bribed by anyone, not even present to slip poison into his wine. Serio's voice hardened. I have heard that the young man made enemies as effusively as he made love. So you must concede that the hostess of banquet, after which a guest dies, must not necessarily see be held responsible. Last excerpt, excerpt four, page two two o to two, down in the forum, Marcus Antinus, who had been Caesar's right hand man, forthright and open, declared declaimed over Caesar's dead body. Sinia pushed his way through a jostling, excited multitude. Anger not did not brutalize Caesar. Antinous' deep voice rang out with conviction. Nor good fortune corrupted him. Power did not alter him, nor authority change him. He has well been called the father of this country. Yet this father, the high priest, is a venerable being. This hero, the god, is dead. Dead, alas, not by the violence of disease, not wasted by old age, nor wounded abroad in war, nor caught up by a supernatural force, but dead within the walls of Rome. This man safely led an army to Britain, who had been cut down in in the city, this man, bravest warriors, had been killed or unarmed and defenceless. This man, whom no enemy succeeded in killing, had been done to death by his comrades, to whom he so often showed mercy. Of what avail, Caesar, was your humanity, cried Antius? Of what avail were your laws? You lie dead in your forum, though which you have so often led a triumph. Oh, woe! For the blood-spattered grayish locks, alas, the fawn robe which assumed it seems only that it lo- might be slain in it. At this, the fawn, excited and flamed, rushed Caesar's body, 
Caesar's body. They wanted to burn it in the palace where it had been slaughtered, but the soldiers, fearing for the fetus and vent temples, fought them off and placed Caesar's body upon a pyre there in the forum. The Temporonis scene, Temporonis scene swam before Caesar's eyes. All about him, men cursed and threatened death to conspirators. In the grip of mass hysteria, they were capable of anything. Arranged faces bewildered him. The bestowed roars deafened him, weak and dizzy. His body had turned to water. Close to so- someone called his name, Senior, Senior. He turned. Who calls me? I am Senior. A man shouted, It is Senior, one of the conspirators. A private for law struck. These immediately around him. Senior, Senior, rose of shout. Everyone reached for him. Cornelius Senior. One of the murderers of a great Caesar. Kill him. Kill him. I am not the Petina, Cornelius Senior. I am Claudius Helius Senior, he said frankly. frankly. His voice was lost in the roaring, collective bloodlust of the crowd. Senior, Senior, kill him. Kill him. A chant gathered volume in the developing hall. A crazed, brutal face closed on him. Hands went around. He and his throat throttling out the life. Frenzied in their hatred, the crowd knew no mercy. They tore him at his limbs. Get back, get back. Let me in, shouted someone. We have his head. Joan O'Hogan, a Roman death, is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Dispository, Book Utopia, Angus and Robertson, The Null, Fishpond, Abbey, QBD. Printed by Black Quill Press.